This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All righty. Welcome to the show. Dan Soder is on the show tonight. Or today. Or tonight. Check him out. It's a good, funny talk. He's very, he's a good guest. He's a good guest. I'm an okay host. He's a good guest. This Saturday, if you're listening immediately, October 11th, I'll be part of the New Yorker Festival, a big show there with Patton Oswald, Morgan Murphy, Mark Marin, Al Madrigal, Jenna Friedman, Andy Borowitz, uh, me. Then the 16th, I start my European tour in Helsinki. I go to Stockholm, Oslo, Amsterdam, Dublin, Galway. November, I got shows in Boston, Portland, and Tacoma. And go to feralaudio.com. They bring you this podcast, plus many others. Go to their website. Check out their podcast. You can donate to their podcasts. You don't have to donate to mine. Don't donate to mine. But donate to the other ones. Here's Dan Soder, everybody. All right, Dan Soder. You said you were going to be five minutes late. I got to say... I think pushing seven minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. If you were going Olympic timing, I was over the clock. That was uh, one of the most disrespectful things <laughs> I've experienced in my 13 years as a podcaster. I think your hallway is one of the most disrespectful things for I guests. I do have an incredibly long hallway. It's shining long. It's Yeah, it, it is. Kind <laughs> of, it's, it's kind of, it's longer than a, probably three bowling alleys. Yeah. You should try to set that up to a measurement. I, I actually, you know what I actually did? Because I got mad that it's, I was like, oh, there's something wrong with every apartment I get. This is long walk. <laughs> I know this is huge. I like to open with the most petty complaints you can yeah. have. But I actually timed it. I go, I'm going to count how many seconds it takes me from walk. Can to I, walk. Can go I ahead. guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From elevator to here? Mm-hmm. 44 seconds. It was 40. Yeah. And then once I put it in that, in that perspective i was like all right i have a 40 second walk in yeah there's people with really... like three minute walk-ups in new york i know what's the what's the worst apartment you've how many apartments have you had in new york? i've had i've only had two apartments in new york i've been here for eight and a half years and i had my first apartment was i slept on a couch in hoboken for a buddy i went to college with uh-huh and then once i started doing comedy i moved into my apartment that i live in now what area is that astoria queens oh a lot of room there live under the subway do you live with another comic? Yeah, Mike Vecchione. Ah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and then we a big have... guy though, so he probably takes up a lot of space. Well, him and my other roommate Pete have the real bedrooms. Oh, you have two roommates. Yeah, I have two roommates, and then I have like a closet bedroom, no windows. It fits a bed and a dresser. That's actually I've seen smaller bedrooms in that. Yeah, no, it's actually it's not that bad. Eight years I've been in that room. Seriously? Yeah, I have a big living room. What size bed? Queen. Queen. Yeah, I'm a big guy. You are a big guy. I had a queen in a bedroom in my one of my other apartments that was 
It was my bedroom was the size of a queen bed plus like three inches. So you had it so was, there was no you couldn't do a bed frame in there. No, it was it was terrible. Like moving it out of there and. It was also one of those mattresses. There was a time when you had to get mattresses that you had to, f- you had to flip your mattress. Yeah, I remember the old flip days. Yeah, I don't think you have to do that anymore. I certainly have not done that. <laughs> and we'll never do that. Never again. But I remember flipping that and almost just being in tears. <laughs> flipping a queen. In a room that only $10, fit a queen. $10,000 mattress by myself. No, it wasn't a $10,000 mattress. That would be great if that's where all your money went. I know. Do you... Um, so what was your worst apartment? Uh, well, I lived on the Upper East Side for a while. That was... That was fine. It was two bedrooms. It was eight twenty-five. Jesus, I know for two, you know, New York style bedrooms. Then Wait, eight twenty-five total or total? Each? Yeah, yeah. Oh but wow. That was also in nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, yeah. When I was, it's weird that I lived in a place when I was two years old. Thank you. <laughs> There's an original joke formation. Yeah. Um, then I moved to the East Village and I lived that place for like oh my god nineteen years. It was all right, but it was also we had mice and shit. Yeah. And you're like, why am I? When people ask about like, well, would you ever want to live in the West Village or East Village? I was like, yes, but not in anything old, because right. everything old's got roaches or mice or, God, heaven forbid, bed bugs. Yeah, you gotta stay away from that. Like this place is nice because you're like, oh, no mice. I know. I don't have not seen. I mean, we have rats, but no. Thank you. Man, I'm fucking careful with that mic. I didn't. You know what? I went to reach and touch it, and I was like, I know. uh, I think there's just some sense. I could have went and bought new cables today, but I said, why don't I take a chance? I like it. And lose another entire episode (laughs) rather than walk six blocks and spend $25. But I think it sounded pretty good. It sounded good in these headphones of mine. I think it's, uh, it's keeping us on our toes. So you live with Vecchione. Is the other guy comic? No, he's a he's a civilian. Really? He's what just, does he do? He does like um, he used to work in finance, and now he like I, I don't want to say party promoter, but he does like <laughs> something. He does something where I would never hang out with him if we didn't live together. Right. You know what I mean? So that's any job but comics. Yes. Which is why I call him a civilian. That's true. Because I wouldn't hang out with he's him. He's an all right guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vecchione's a pretty mellow guy, right? He's the best. He's a great He's great a mellow guy. guy who looks like he might not be a mellow guy. He's a mellow guy that looks like he could get very violent. Right. He's got a kind of a bouncery look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he looks like a cop. I say he looks like a street vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's a tough guy. He like works out a lot stuff too. And I'm like uh I'm just like a big pothead. Oh, yeah. So so he always makes me feel like very inferior. He's always writing jokes and working out. Serious? He works on his. He works on his act. Oh, he writes. <laughs> no, he writes. Uh, he writes a ton. So you're saying Vecchione, uh He writes jokes a lot. Yeah, that's he it, to the point where it makes me feel really bad. See, I don't. For some reason, I feel like no one does that anymore. I see like uh, some people feel like when I started doing comedy, everyone walked around with their notebook, and there was always a sense that, hey, we're always writing new stuff. You don't think that's like that now? I think because more people write in their head, maybe, like I do. I don't know. I think I take no. I got a notebook on me always. Yeah, I, I went through that phase, too. <laughs> you got used to get it? excited. You're like, oh, this is the perfect little notebook. Oh, it's great. I love my notebook. Like a little moleskin or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought mine in New Orleans. It's great. Do you fill it up? Oh, yeah. No, well, you know, yeah, because it's refillable. So it's like... <laughs> oh, it's a... Re- oh, my God. So I have like a... Yeah, it's, it's a cool... If, well, let me just describe this to the fans at home. Yeah. It is... Uh, Let's leather bound. Very leather bound. Looks like a 
like a, a passport, like a fancy passport case. Yeah. Or diary. Looks like a diary. And you just buy refills? Yeah. Buy refills and it's, uh, it's good paper. You have two index cards also. Yeah, I do index cards because I do, uh, that's, uh, Nate Bargatze does that. And what I started, it? so it's like, uh, instead of looking through my notebook, my notebook's where I put all the new jokes, but then for sets, I write down the set list Yeah. on a note card. I, I used to, I mean, I used to write, I used to type out a set list, even for an eight minute set and then print it up. Really? That's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. The index card, I can just write on it when I'm on the train. It's just such, you can pick the font though with a... <laughs> Usually, what did you go? Did you go Ariel? I think I like Ariel. I like Helvetica, even though, you know, that's a very polarizing font. Did you it see is. The, Did you see there is a documentary on Hel called Helvetica? No way. It's actually about the font, which I think they call a typeface. Like, typeface? I think dummies that's... call them fonts. Well, f that's how we were taught through Microsoft Word. Yeah, I know. But you being you being a very well versed in your fonts, you yeah. don't even call it typeface. That's a that's a journalism word. I think it's one of those things where you just uh like it's a I'm trying to think like a comedy term like that. Like, well like set. You would like, call it a set yeah, instead of like, people would be like your bits or your 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 sketches. Your tag like tag, like yeah. a comedian would know that. But that's I always see I see people doing that and they'll be like, Oh, I had a new tag to that joke, like on stage and it's like I don't think most people know what a tag is. Yeah. But maybe that is just for maybe the people, the two people in the room that know what that is. But you're not supposed, you're supposed to perform for the masses, <laughs> not for your fucking dumb friends and the shitty comics in the back. I like this. Is this, what's this, is the podcast called The Rules of Comedy with Todd Berry? Because it should be. It's, it'd probably be a better name than the Todd Berry podcast. Oh, I think the Todd Berry Do you have a podcast? No. I just, uh, I'm like a studio musician in the 60s. I'm not in a band. I just play with a bunch of bands. <laughs> have you done what what are the big podcasts you've done i haven't done any of the super big i mean i do robert kelly's you know what dude consistently i've never done that you haven't no oh man he should do a one-on-one -on -one with you because that would be great really? just you and bobby i like bobby yeah he's the best um no, i'm the best but he's good guy. okay well, he's he's very good um <laughs> i'm trying i haven't done like i haven't done marins i haven't done rogan's i haven't done any of the really big ones i've just done like a lot of my friends ones well guess what and this one. This is probably the biggest one I've done. There we go. That was a long way just to get you to say that. I was just trying to push you on the edge to see if you would lash out at me. <laughs> so what um, what did you do today? Because I noticed with scheduling you, was it was like it was like I was trying to get George Clooney the day after his wedding. Yeah. that's. I have no phones. I take your phone when I do your podcast. And did no you one's take the phones at the wedding? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? I, he gave them burner phones. He gave everybody in their hotel room a cell phone. He's like, please leave your cell phones in the hotel room. And this you can use this cell phone. You can't take pictures. He shut everybody down. What's a burner cell phone? It's like, uh, you ever see The Wire? No, I haven't, but I've certainly heard enough about it. <laughs> I've heard it's the best show in the history of all television. It's pretty damn good. But they, in The Wire, they have phones called burners, which means you can use it and not have it traced back to you, and then you just throw it away. Man, that is... I don't know. I don't know. If I were, like, as famous as George Clooney, I'd be like, right, do I want to... Yeah, because people are going to take I'm photos. Like someone and... takes pictures of me in a tuxedo. Who cares? Yeah, people that's do what, that. That's what he does all the time. Online and order 3,000 burner phones? Yeah, I think... I, it probably was his people. I don't know if it was. I mean, I think at George Clooney's level, you have to worry about all aspects of privacy. Yeah, I think Howard Stern had a birthday party and like even the people invited didn't know where it was until somehow they let them know at the last second. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Can you imagine? I mean, you're almost there. I'm a... You're like close to that. I'm one at midnight appearance away from <laughs> being a fan. <laughs> yeah. You're, you have to win that at midnight. I came in second last time. Same, I, got, I got third. When well, I, I lost time the I first time. Did and you? I, and I kind of got the feeling like, oh, they don't want me back. I was a little like, I don't know. I was okay, but I wasn't, because I was on with like Mike Lawrence and he's, you know. Rapid Jumping fire. up and down and yeah. doing backflips. High and, energy. Death yeah, jam energy. Was, you know, he was doing a really good job. This is not a criticism of him, but he was like, oh, wow, he's outshining me. But then they, you know, then I was like, I'm coming back to LA. If you want to just put me on, you don't have to fly me, I guess. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, no flying. Yeah, that's what I dropped on them. I was like, I'm going to be out there in November. And they were like, huh? And then they offered me October. And I was like, why is that? But then uh, then I, I came in second. So now I think I have the flight. You might get a hotel. Uh, yeah. Well, the first time I got flight and hotel. What? Yeah. I didn't get neither. Yeah. And I won't tell you that they flew me first class, but they did. What? I know. Man, that Todd Berry life. I know other people have been... Uh, flown uh, but yeah that show i did i did second time i loosened up yeah and i was just i think i was looser in there and i was like you could even one of the writers like don't take this as an insult but uh you're a lot better than you were the last time yeah one guy um on twitter let me know that i sucked when i did at midnight so really that was, that was fun yeah did you say man i'm sorry i disappointed you in my appearance on a fake game show yeah i didn't i just cut myself you cut yourself no no not at all i just blocked him did you really block him? Uh, close. I usually, I think to block someone, it takes a more direct insult. Yeah. That I have to know. Like, if they're not following me and they're just saying something. Do you get I, a lot of hate? No. But with the ones that I do, I take personally. Yeah? Yeah. It's, um. Yeah, I know. Me too. What am I talking what, what about? What do you get? Like, what do people, what are the, what's the mean shit people say to you on Twitter? Well, I don't want to, like, give those people attention, but. Yeah. Just, but if we were to. Just, uh, you know, that thing you did wasn't funny. It was boring, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. I haven't blocked anyone in a while. Yeah. But I wonder if it hurts when they get blocked. Are they like, oh. Well, you know, I wanted that they have that mute function now, which, yeah. I, which I lobbied for publicly. Did you? Yes. So I, in I a actually, way, you are the forefather. Of all the jokes aside, I think that I am slightly part of the reason there's a mute button. And it's great. Because when they were talking about it, they quoted something I had said to a guy I know at work at Twitter. I go, sometimes you don't want to block these people because then they're going to figure out that they were blocked. And then you got to worry about showing up at a show in their town and uh, they, you know, then they confront you. Why'd you yeah. block me? Yeah. Then it becomes a physical altercation. Then there's like murders. Yeah. You don't want to get shot. You don't want to get shot because of a Twitter block. This is the type of thinking that ends up. Where you end up buying burner phones for people. <laughs> yeah. You're just like a little too, I don't want to take it down. By. But George Clooney, I'm sure, had a good reason to buy a burner phone. Well, yeah. But the mute button has yeah. been great because I like muting people I even follow. Uh, yeah, I won't name names of people who are like, ooh, that's a, just a couple of too many yeah. tweets that I'm not enjoying. Sometimes you got to clear up your feed. But what do you think? Do you think anyone's muted you? I don't tweet at all. You don't tweet at all? I I react with people that tweet at me, but I rarely like throw jokes out. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Do you plug your tour date? Yeah, that I'll do. And if I'm like coming to a city, I'll plug it on Twitter. But that's really it. 
and occasionally a tweet. If there's something where I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of a funny tweet. Step it up, man. You got a verified account. Yeah. How'd that happen? I did, when I did my half hour for Comedy Central, they verified everybody. Really? Yeah, that was kind of like their gift. Was that in your gift basket? <laughs> yeah, they gave me a Leatherman jacket and a verified Twitter account. You did your special in Boston? Yeah. How'd that go? It was good. I like Boston. I know they can be tough crowds, but I, I um, you know, when I was a younger younger man, I worked a lot in Boston. I kind of learned yeah, how, so to, how to deal with those but guys. But I don't think... Uh... I think there's a certain type of shitty Boston crowd, but well, there's overall, like, I've had amazing I did, shows. In I used to do Knicks a lot. Well, that's a different yeah. kind of vibe. But that's Knicks. where I kind of came up going through. So I kind of learned. Started in... No, I started in um, Tucson, Arizona. Really? Yeah. And I did two years in Tucson and then I moved to New York. Tucson's a pretty cool city. It's okay. I've played that place, uh, Club Congress, a few times. That's where I'm going to go back. If I go back, go back to Tucson. Town Hero Show. Yeah. I'm not. I went to college there. And I'm still friends with a lot of um, people that work at a radio station I used to work at. So you might have to go do Club Con. There's a good Mexican restaurant there. Rosas. I don't know if that's it. It's like there's like two versions. There's like the fancy version. And then there's the more down to earth location. Like yeah. Casa something maybe. Mm, I don't know. But maybe my, is Rosa. Rosa. Do they hug you at the end when you're. They, they it's very it's very authentic Mexican. I.e. The waiters speak no English. Oh. There's a lot of Jesus paintings on the wall. Yeah. And the um, the food comes out on a plastic push cart. And it's the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. It is insanely good. The best enchiladas I've ever had. They put a fried egg on the enchilada. It's, oh, wet. that's no way to, that's a way to fuck up an enchilada. No way. That's a enhancement. An enha a fried egg. That's, it's delicious. I don't think. Ugh. I think the, you know what I trust I trust the Mexican people that that's uh... no I, I guess I guess I could just be tolerant and I don't have to get yeah, it right? yeah I can just be like hey no egg if you want to have egg on your enchilada no judgment <laughs> God that was a you don't want to start a hate group called no huevos exactly I've been taking an online uh, I, I use a Spanish app called Duolingo where it, I'm trying to learn Spanish how's it going uh yeah, yo, so I, uh, mm -hmm. it seems good at the time. Like I'm doing the little lessons, but then do I retain it? I've heard to learn um, a foreign language over the age of 17, you need to immerse yourself in it. I know. My buddy moved to Argentina after he graduated law school and learned Spanish by just living in Argentina. I think that's probably the best way. Yeah, he just learned it. It's like little kids pick it up. Yeah. I didn't pick it up when I was in uh, high school. And yeah, I college. Took, my uh, my best friend growing up, one of my best friends, his aunt sent him to Mexico City in an exchange program for a year, and he lived in Mexico City for a year and came back, you know, completely able to speak Spanish, and it was insane. Louis Katz speaks uh, Portuguese. Yeah, Louis. I moved, think he lived in Brazil. He went down to Brazil. Louis, it's Louis. Lewis, you can call him Lewis. He, yeah, I, I know I got into it with him once, not like in a heated way. Yeah. Whereas, like, I was confused. I call him Louis. I think it is Louis. Yeah, Louis Katz. He he went down there and did a bunch of videos. He did like a rap video in Portuguese. Really? Yeah. Have you been to Mexico? Yeah. I've never been to Mexico at all. Never. Not even like a resort. No, no. You're Todd Berry. I know, and I I got I I know JetBlue goes there. Do they? Yeah. I used to go. <laughs> I went to Cancun twice, and then I went to a lot of border towns because I lived in Arizona. So I'd go to like Nogales or Rocky Point. But isn't uh, is Cancun kind of like that's a resort? Yeah, that's like resort you fly into that. 
Yeah. It's like if you're wanting to go like all inclusive. Yeah. You know, vacation without the country. But there's that place Tulum, right? Which is yeah. like an hour. I heard that's very nice. Well, there's like, um, I wanted to go. Yeah. I, I would like to go to. Do you take vacations? Not really. No. So I had, I did one vacation last year. Where'd you go? I went to New Orleans with my girlfriend. Who's your girlfriend? She's a lovely woman. Uh, she's an actor. Really? Yeah. Have I, how come I haven't met her? I don't know. She doesn't, you know, when I'm doing comedy, I'm just doing comedy and then she usually meets up with me after. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like. You've met my girlfriend. So I have. It, you know what? That's true. Are you going to be at the cellar tomorrow night? We can, we can do a thing where we go and we both have our girlfriends and they, they, they talk. They stay well, upstairs and talk about oh, man, how be... shitty it is to go out with a comic while we go downstairs and kill. <laughs> <laughs> with great, great material. I just annihilate. So she's an actress? Yeah. How long have you been going out with her? Almost a year and a half. About really? A year. Yeah. You've had a girlfriend for a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. She's great. She's, you know, she's very talented. She's moving to Los Angeles in January. That's going to be tough. Oh, she is? Yeah, but we're going to do long distance. How are you going to do that? Does, do you mind this personal shit? No, 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 not at all. Uh, we'll probably Skype a lot. When I'm on the road, we FaceTime on our phones. I've never, is, that, is FaceTime the same as Skype? Right? Yeah, but it's just on your phone. And I think people underestimate the importance of seeing someone's face. I know. I so, forget that I have Skype sometimes and then I go, oh, I should be Skyping. Yeah, because a phone conversation's good, but you get distracted easily. Right. And I think like, I know sometimes when my, my girlfriend and I fight when I'm on the road, it's because we've been having too many phone calls. And then we'll have like a Skype or a FaceTime and it'll be like, oh, Nothing hey. like a good Skype fight, though. Yeah. Oh, we've had Skype fights. Really? Do you guys fight a lot? We had a FaceTime fight. No, we don't. Whenever we fight, it's always like, you know, we solve it well. You do? Yeah. We always solve it. It's always a very rational ending. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, you know, I think she's she's great to date because she uh, understands I'm a little bit of a maniac. Are you a maniac? Not really, but I'm a weirdo. You know, where I think all comedians are a little weird. I'm not weird. I'm fucking sane as shit, man. <laughs> I'm sane as shit, Well, man. you're the litmus test. How are you a weirdo, if I may ask? Just, you know, I think I freak out about stuff that normal, like I'm a huge hypochondriac. Are you? Yeah, like to the point where it really annoys her. Like, um, do you go to the doctor a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to the doctor like once a month. Have you been to one of these urgent care places? Yeah. The one, I'm going to go ahead and say their name, even though I'm there. That City MD. I went to that. They're, I like that. Loved it. Fucking phenomenal. I got bit by a spider. Yeah, that's where you go for that. You don't make an appointment with your doctor. Yeah, I got bit by a spider and then this, I was coming home from the cellar and my cab driver was this African man and he convinced me I was okay. He was like. I get beat by spatters all the time when I am in Africa and I am fine. And he made me kind of feel like a pussy. And I was like, well, then I'm not going to go to the doctor. And I woke up the next day and my leg was inflamed and it was burning. And I went to city MD and they're like, you should have came in days ago. Really? Yeah. Then they gave me antibiotics. They didn't lance it. Cause they're like, we think it's going to go down by itself. And I was fine. I was in and out in 35 minutes. Yeah. I went there cause my stomach was hurting. And I got there like 10 a.m. By 3 o'clock, I had had a CT scan, blood work, and got all the results. Really? Yeah. Like, and you were fine? I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, I was fine. Thank you, everyone. I was worried. Thank you, everyone. So why did they say the spider bite? Was it poisonous? Yeah, I think, but a minute poison. They said, it got in, they, the said guy, it, they said it got infected, uh, so I don't know if it was because it was poisonous. You should have found the other guy who was like... When you got those spite those bites in Africa, did any of them get infected? No, yeah. no, no, no. no. Uh, oh no, okay. I washed them out. <laughs> he told me what did he tell me to do? He told me to wash to rub salt over it. 
Like That's, Epsom salt? Like the table salt. That might not be a bad. Yeah, I don't know. He told me to do that, and I did it. And then I woke up the next day, and I was in pain. And then that, when you went to the doctor, they're like, you didn't rub salt in your... <laughs> you didn't do it right. You didn't take salt and rub it into a bite, thinking that would... <laughs> You've heard the expression, rub salt into a wound. Yeah. It means makes it worse. <laughs> you, you, act, you literally rubbed salt into a wound. Yeah, they scoffed at the advice my cab driver gave oh, me. Oh, man, I am. God, I'm brilliant. <laughs> you are. I'm really on fire. You're stepping behind the line and just burying them. So, a year and a half, I've never met this woman once. Mm-mm. Not a lot on. of people have. What kind of acting does she do? She was uh, in theater, musical theater, and then now she does TV and film. Do you uh, do you go see her in plays? She hasn't been in a play since we've been dating. She's all just done TV and film since we, st- when we were dating. But uh, she's been in like she was on Law and Order. She was on some cool stuff. She was in a Pepsi commercial. Really? Yeah. She's like uh, I'll Google image her later. Yeah, yeah. The um, that's. That's cool. I wonder, do you think she started doing TV because she saw you on At Midnight and she wanted to... Yeah. She saw my Conan set and she was like, I got to do it. You were on Conan. How'd that go? I don't... Did I watch that? I I don't know. I did. I did. I'm asking you if I watched your Conan. Yeah. Yes, Todd, you sent me a letter. You said I was the greatest thing you've ever seen. I may have seen it. I've done Conan twice and I thought my first one was a lot better because I think my second one, um, people... It it was a good set. I thought it was my... I thought it was a stronger set, but I think I did better on my first set you got more laughs i uh, yeah I, I feel like on tv i want to get laughs not that i don't want to do quality stuff but i'd be more i'd be happier with the set that i didn't enjoy as much if it got more laughs yes just because of all the youtube commenting oh my shit. god it's terrible did you do you, re- do you monitor that stuff i uh, i'll fall into it but yeah. and by that i mean like i'll like be on youtube watching something and i'll be like Eh, and I'll like somehow go to another video's comment section and I'll be like, oh, this is, this is brutal. And then yeah. I'll be like, I wonder, I wonder what they're saying about mine. And then I'll check and then it's just terrible. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. Oh, it's fucking. Yeah. I think uh, I've gotten a lot better about just going, nothing good's going to come out of. Nothing. Even if the 10 people in a row go, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's, that, that doesn't matter because you're going to look for the negative one. Yeah. And then you find it and then you're like, are they right? Well, yeah, I guess you think that's the root of it. I think the root of it, it's it's opinion. I mean, you know, comedy is subjective. So in a way. But do you think that's the root of why you get mad? Is that you think they might part of you thinks they might be right? Yeah, because I, you know, probably not you because you write such stellar material. But I think oh, most yeah. most comedians really doubt and hate their jokes. Of course, I doubt and hate my jokes. Yeah, I know you love them. They're your babies. Even the best in the business talking about myself. Yeah. We doubt our jokes. Okay. Even some of the best. Yeah. In the business. <laughs> but it really is you I uh you, and then you read it and you're like, "Oh, fuck." Like, uh, why I get I, mad why just I... the fact that someone I think I get I think part of it is, "Oh, is there something to what they said?" Cuz yeah. there are times when I've done something where I'm like that wasn't good. Yeah. And then people point it out. And or maybe you're like, "Maybe that was good, maybe that wasn't good." And then Ten people write something shitty. You're like, okay, maybe it wasn't good. But then sometimes you do something good, and people are like, "That sucks." And you're like, "Well, no, you're wrong." Yeah. Because a lot of people. One guy wrote on my first YouTube, on my first Conan, he YouTube commented. He wrote, "This guy," in all caps, he wrote, "This guy is bombing." And I was like, "No, I'm not." I, I love mur- when pe- that's my favorite thing. I murdered. People, right? There's people like that thing. That's the thing that you can't. 
really argue against. Yeah. You can say I hated what a lot of people seem to like. Yeah. But you can't say this guy bombed. No, you're wrong. Yeah, I've, I've had that before where people like, after a show, like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that crowd. I mean, everyone comics had that. Sorry about that crowd. Like, what do you apologize? They were a good crowd. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, like, well, maybe the guy next to you wasn't laughing. Yeah. But since I can see everyone <laughs> and sort of get a better gauge. Since I have ears and, and I can I hear their reactions. Fucking comedy expert, professional, God, <laughs> fucking technician. I must have profanitized on any of my... Uh, I like to think I bring out a little bit of a blue collar to out there. I'm a blue collar edge edge comic. I would say, yeah, you're you're more like a foreman at this point. You're like a construction foreman, so you're clearly the boss. But I'm I'm clearly bringing out the uh, blue collar work ethic in you. You are. You've always done that. I always have. That's my effect on people. You got to bring your girlfriend once to the comedy show. Yeah, she's been twice. So I think I, I was talking about. Are you there tomorrow night? I think I am. Okay. I think I might. How cool would it be if I showed up and I was like not even nice to her? Yeah. After all this, you got to show bring her, bring her. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. yeah, I taught this to my girlfriend. You're like, hi. Yeah, hi. I, I bet you're sure it's nice to meet me. Hi, but it's great to meet me. I've got to go on stage. Yeah. If you want to take some notes. Then I would pretend I didn't know who you were. That would be the best. Oh, that would be good. How did you meet her? Did I ask you this? Um, we filmed a kind of presentation for a pilot for Michael Che for Fox, and I played Michael Che's roommate, and uh, he cast her as my bitchy date in Sparks Flew. So Che actually did the casting? Yeah, Che picked her. Che was like, oh, she should play the girl in the... Because it was only like a five-minute thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, he, yeah, then we filmed it. And then I got her number and we started hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Didn't even think it was going to go anywhere. I thought she was out of my league, but she Where'd was... you go on your first date? To the you fake... invited her to your show. To the fake restaurant. We went... We filmed in a restaurant and I was like, hey, for our first date, we should go where we had our fake first date. And she was like, that, that'd be great. And then I took her to see Colin Quinn's Unconstitutional. That's She's a litmus she, test. Yeah. And she loved it. She really loved it, and she got to meet Colin after, and she thought that was really cool. And Here's where I normally would insult Colin, but I'm, I don't have the energy. Yeah, well. And I do like the guy. He's hilarious. He's fun. To, he's fun. But it's been fun the to insult him to his face. Yeah, yeah, that is the best part. Yeah, you know Although, what? I, I kind of like the idea of insulting him here and hoping it gets back to him. Yeah, then he can walk up and be like, you fucking, I fucking heard what you said on your podcast. I don't know, dude, I was joking. Colin. That's not what I heard. Yeah, you fucking... So you, hey, you took her to that show. Did you get in free? Yes. Colin got me two tickets. That's good, man. Nice little... I took her out to dinner, and then we went to that, and then we walked around Manhattan, and then I put her on a train back up to White Plains. She lives in White Plains? Yeah. Still? Yeah. So you guys are long distance in it now. Kind of, yeah. How, but she has, how far is White Plains? Oh, it's, I mean, I live in Astoria, which is right off the Triborough Bridge, so it takes her like 20 minutes to get to my house. Do you have a car? No, she does, though. Oh, my God. Her, da her dad's a mechanic. So oh, she, my God. So she always has you a car. You should get a car, then. Well, yeah. That's like the best, that's the only reason not to get a car, is because <laughs> you don't want to have to pay for repairs. Yeah, I would, if I had a little more money, I probably would. It'd be easier. Did you have one in Arizona? Mm-hmm. That was a dumb question. And it was a it was a hunk of shit, and that I sold it. Dumb question I asked you. <laughs> no, I walked everywhere in I Tucson. Took the bus. <laughs> the bus is very efficient. In I Tucson. walked everywhere in Tucson. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so humiliated. I'm so embarrassed by what I've. Oh my. Did you um? 
Well, that, well, if she lives in White Plains, it makes sense that she's not at the Comedy Cellar three times a week. Yeah. 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 I mean, she comes down to the city, though. Can I borrow her car sometimes? Yeah, if you need it. If you need it for a gig or... Can you have her dad... Can you have your girlfriend's dad do an, inspect the car and tune it up? He absolutely... Yeah. And he would fill have it full... Have Yeah, multiple times. I go over there and eat with her family a lot. Oh, so they like you. I, I like them. Yeah, they're great. They don't like you, but you like them. Yeah. They were warming up to that me. That would be cool if they, they hated me. And you were just like, I, I know they hate me, but I like I adore them. So they like you. That's good. Yeah. We're, uh, we're good. I'm in good with the, with the parents. I help. I think. It's I think weird. you are. Yeah. It was weird because her father actually saw me on Conan and he, and like, she didn't even know that. And the first time we had dinner, he was like, did you do Conan? Oh, he happened to see you on Conan. Yeah. And he I was didn't, like, like, look for you. I was like, yeah. He's like back in January. And I was like, yeah, that's when I did it. And he's like. He like named a specific joke I did. And he's like, yeah, it was really it's funny. Like you bombed. Yeah. I was like, that was you on YouTube, you son of a bitch. Did does he have an accent? He kind of did that. Yeah, he's got like a thick Bronx accent. Really? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah. Because they're from the Bronx originally. So am I. Really? I was born in the Bronx. What? It's true. I didn't even I mean that I'm Bronx, learning a lot. Lebanon hospital. Really? Where did you grow up? Uh, hey, whose podcast is? No, yeah. I woke, I broke up, woke up. Wow, I just said every possible up sentence. <laughs> I broke up, woke up. Um, I grew up. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Asked. Uh, well, first five years was in the Riverdale Bronx area. Okay. Not in a mansion because I know there's rich people who live there in a very down to earth small apartment. Then I did. Then I did three years in New Paltz. Okay. Then I did like, I don't know how many years in Florida, like 15. Okay. Then I moved back. Moved back. And did you hate Florida? I'm 109 years old. Yeah. What was uh, Lincoln like as a president? Did I hate Florida? Yeah. Um, I didn't have like, I didn't like love growing up there, but it's got its charms, you know? Yeah. The weather. The weather being amazing, except when it's the worst weather. (laughs) Until the earth trying to crush everything you have. You're boarding up your house. Um. Have you been there? Yeah, I've uh, I've visited. I did the South Beach Comedy Festival. Never been asked to do that. Really? How is that? How, how is that possible? I don't know. I think it's it's a slap to the face of comedy. Is it good? It was all right. I did the outside shows. This was like 2012, and I did like this uh, Lincoln Road shows where you uh-huh. have to, where you're outside. I think outside is kind of. Uh... When it works, it's kind of fun. When it so works, different. it's great, and but most of the time it does not work. Is that what your experience tells you? Mo- yeah. It's worked for me twice, and every other time I'm like, eh, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Maybe we should do this inside. <laughs> do you um, Do you go on the road a lot? Yeah. I try, to, I try to stay um, two weeks a month. Do you go on the road for two weeks at a time? Yeah. Is well, I'll, I'll do like two weeks a month, so it's usually like... I'll go out Thursday, come home Sunday, or go out Wednesday, come home Sunday, and then maybe have a week in between another road gig and then go out. Where have you been lately? Uh, I was in Edmonton. I was... I heard that's, that's a good club, right? Great club. Comics Triple I was, was a lot of fun. I did... Is that far? Yeah. It's, you know, Western Canada. So, so like five hours, six hours. Yeah. And I was in Denver doing a comedy festival, and then I went up to Edmonton, and then, uh Yeah. And then I'm going to Wisconsin next week to uh, Skyline. Okay. And then I'm doing Cap City in Austin. Damn. And then 
Rhode Island. What's in Rhode Island? Comedy Connection. Oh, in Providence. Yeah, and then I'm doing the. Um, I mean, these are. I think these are all out of sync, but these are all coming up in the next two months. And then uh, Tampa slides side splitters. Oh, have you done any of these places? I've done Comedy Connection in Providence, and I've done Cap City. But it's my full, first full week at Cap City because I did it as part of the festival. Are you doing Tuesday through Sunday? Do it Wednesday through Sunday. Wow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so five days. Yeah. 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 Are you going to rent the car? My cousins, my uncle and aunt live there, so I might be able to borrow one of their cars. When I work there, can I borrow the car? Yeah, if you want to, if you, absolutely, if you want to borrow. Oh, that's my favorite thing I've said so far. <laughs> can I borrow your aunt's car? That I'm sure they That your girlfriend's father's going to fix for me. Yeah, we'll drive it back up to New York, tune it up. What do you do on the road? Do you, uh. I usually bring video games. <laughs> wow. Because I'm not like... I'm, so you bring like an Xbox or something? Yeah. I've never owned an Xbox or a Wii or anything. I grew up playing like Nintendo and uh, yeah, I mean, SNES. I and... That's, that's, that's arcade shit. Yeah. Not but shit, I, but arcade stuff. But then I... Um, sometimes, I, you know, I stopped drinking two years ago. And I think um, video games kind of help me not hang out after the shows. Right. Because when you hang out after the shows, it's like the staff wants to go out, and they're always usually super nice, and it's hard to be like, eh. Did I know you two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we used to work Eastville together, I was a big drinker. Where are you? Yeah. Did you just did you just stop on your own? Can I ask you about that? Yeah. I, um, I attempted to stop several times until... Um, Finally, I kind of like it ran to the point where I was like, I just got to stop drinking. It was affecting like I was getting kind of drunk before I went on stage. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was like, that was really scary doing that. Because I used to have a couple drinks before I'd go on and it was always fine. Yeah. And then there was one night at the cellar, I had a couple drinks and I went on and I just didn't feel as sharp. And I was like, well, then this has got to go. And I, you know, like I said, I tried and tried and to quit. And then failed several times and then read this book by Alan Carr called The Easy Way to Quit Drinking. Oh, he wrote a smoking book. I read both and I used that to quit smoking. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people rave about that. He's great. I think his method is, uh, it's not guilt-inducing. It's actually very practical and the outtake he has on quitting drinking and quitting smoking is very practical, which is, they're just unnecessary poisons you're putting in your body. So that book stopped you from drinking? Yeah. And you haven't had a drink in two years? Yeah. Well, since March 8th, 2013. So I don't have a calendar. Yeah, that's like a year and nine months, I think. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Do you miss year it? and seven months. Uh, I don't miss getting drunk. I miss having beers at baseball games. I went to a Yankee game with my girlfriend, and I really wanted a beer. You keep bringing up your girlfriend. She, God, she, I get it. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted. She wanted a beer. She has beers. She yeah. drinks. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I think family Christmas parties. That was like a tough one because I'm from a big Irish family in Denver, and it's like, um, yeah, I. Uh, they didn't understand quitting drinking. They're like, oh, well, you're just like taking a break. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm done. My mom didn't get it. Really? My mom's like, so wait, you're just like done drinking? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, forever? Well, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I hope not to fall off the wagon. But it's improved my life tremendously. Yeah, I don't know anyone who stops drinking whose life doesn't get Way better. better. Yeah. Way better. I still smoke pot, but I don't. Oh. Yeah, I've got a crutch. Uh, I like pot. Crystal meth? 
Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun if you. I go with drinking crystal mouth. I boot. Heroin. I boot hard, uh, black tar heroin. I am high ninety nine percent of the time. I just don't <laughs> yeah. drink. Do you? Um, um, so you play video games? Yeah. Like how many hours in a stretch? Oh, uh, one. One. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like crazy. If it's like at night and it's like in the hotel and everything's done and I've eaten eight, I don't know. He's, um, I think eating probably is good. Eat, yeah. I usually might play video games for like two hours and then maybe watch a movie and go to bed. So you don't go walk around the city or anything? I do during the day. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll wake up and go find a place for breakfast and I usually bring like a book or a magazine and I'll go read while I eat and then walk around and look at stuff and then go back and nap, right? Yeah, that's all there is to do. Yeah, then you wait for your show. I mean, I write one screenplay after another, but if you want to read a magazine, that's cool. <laughs> you just churn out hits. I mean, I'm up at six writing jokes to do a new to do a new hour that night. A, a new hour every night. Do you work out shit on the road? I no. tend to I tend to try to do... I think the city is the best to do new stuff, and then when I take it on the road, it's usually I've done it a couple times in the city, and I kind of want to stretch it out a little. It's always exciting when you're doing a long set and you're like, oh, I'm going to sneak something. Yeah. There. I'm going to sneak in a joke. And oh, look, it didn't work. Yeah. I should not have snuck that in there. But the best part's when you do a new one and it connects. You somehow are doing an old bit and then it rolls into your new bit and then it works extremely well. And then you're like, this thing might have legs. Yeah. And then you do it the next time. And you're like, no, it, it was just a good crowd. Okay. And then you go, you got a, Hey, I got a new 22 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the hardest job in the world. I could see why people say that there's, <laughs> um, it's not the hardest job. No, I've had much worse jobs. Like what? Boom. Perfect. Oh, leading. that's why. See, I'm a, I'm a Creek of the cave award-winning podcast guest, <laughs> Todd Berry. Are you really? Yeah, I won the Creek Award for Best Podcast Guest of 2014. Who, uh, whose podcast did you win that? For Big Jay Okerson's podcast, Legion of Skanks. Oh. That's did a, I was a regular on it. It's, I mean, it's him, Louis J. Gomez, and, David, and Dave Smith. But, God, uh, how do you do a podcast with two other people? I don't know. It's like being in a band or something. That's what I do with Bobby. Bobby has had like six or seven guests. It's crazy. It's fun. It can be fun. It's chaotic, but it's fun. Yeah. But um, worst job I ever had was working in Alaska on a uh, on the docks. Really? I did that in between my freshman and sophomore year at Arizona. Where's that? Is that in Tucson? The college? Yeah. yeah. What do you study? Journalism and political science. Oh. Yeah. Did some writing. Oh. I got some wits about. So so working on the docks was uh, uh, awful. How was it? All? What did you exactly? It was do? just. It was. Like, I worked with great guys. That, that really, actually, that's kind of where I learned I wanted to do stand-up comedy because I was just making these guys laugh who were like grizzled, blue-collar. Yeah. And uh, it was just sixteen hours a day, seven days a week, hard physical labor. Sixteen hours a day. Yeah, you woke up at eight and you were done at midnight. Oh my god! You were on. You were on the docks at actually. Eight. Yeah, I met a woman in my crowd work tour special. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Oh my god! But I talked to a woman from Alaska who works uh, at a cannery? twelve hours a day, seven days a week, like four weeks on, two weeks off, something like that. Yeah, it was some banana schedule. Yeah, those people up there, they work and then they drink a lot. Up. They drink a lot, and I fit in very well up there. Really good pot up there too, surprisingly. Um, and so, what other what? Oh, what other terrible jobs? Like, did you did you want to be a journalist when you? Uh... Not really. I kind of, I kind of uh, was already doing comedy at the time. 
I started doing comedy when I was 21, and I, you know, like that was like my junior year. Where was the first place you went on? Laughs in Tucson. I've never been there. Is that a good club? It's okay. Yeah. It's still it, there? It's still there. I don't know the new owner. I don't know anybody. I know. That's L A F F S, right? Yeah, L A F F S. I did the one in Albuquerque and Tucson, and then I did a bunch of casino gigs. See, I've never been to New Mexico either. Oh, you got to go to New Mexico. I don't, I don't know if there's a New club Mexico. there anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I really want to go to Santa Fe. I heard that's beautiful. Santa Fe is great. Uh, Albuquerque's beautiful. Maybe I'll go there and stay at a nice spa. Ooh. Just get, get f- massages all day. Just let it really and then sink look in. look at some adobe. <laughs> and that's all I know about. Turquoise. And turquoise. It's kind of hippy-dippy there, right? Yeah, kind of. hippy-dippy? You did, but I like I'm it. A fucking little 90-year-old man. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of hippies. They're hippy-dippy. You like the old... voice I'm doing. You like the old-timey, old-timey terms. What do you... Uh, are you working on any TV thing, or...? Uh, yeah, we just, I wrote a script for Comedy Central that, um, didn't work out there. So we're taking it to a different network. Did you write with someone else? Yeah, I wrote it with, uh, Brian Tucker from Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's a funny guy. He's hilarious. Seasoned writer. Very seasoned. Very Nice like, guy. And one of the best people I've ever met. He has something on his website that happened to be on his website for some reason. Okay. Recently. And he's got like, a, I thought it was a really good thing. He's like. Because I guess people ask him all the time, how do I get a writing job? So he wrote up a whole list of advice. Oh, really? For people who want to get a writing job. Yeah, he Tucker's uh, one of the nicest, funniest guys I've ever met. And it was one of the greatest experiences I've had writing this. Uh, how did you hook up with him? We have the same manager. And my manager sent him my pitch. And he watched my stand-up. And he was like, yeah, I'll write it with him. And then we, well, then we met. And I told him what the show was. And then we wrote it. And it was, you know, went through the first round of notes were really good. And then I just don't really think it clicked with Comedy Central. And so they were very nice about it. And they let us, <laughs> they let us take it. I'd be you know, bad if they were yelling at you. Well, they could we're be. We're not using this fucking script. They could be dicks. You know, I'm sure you know. They can be like, the script's not going anywhere. It's staying yeah. here. And they kind of let us. All you mean by letting you. Yeah. Yeah. They were really cool. They're like, yeah, we think it's funny. It's just not going to work here. And so we're. Yeah, that I've always found. I've heard about that where they'll be like. We're not making this, and you legally can't take it anywhere else. And they could have done that. That's I think that's so spiteful. Well, that's what I was really worried about. I was really worried that they're. We don't want to like, know that we made a mistake. Yeah. Like, why not just? But they were very good. Comedy Central was very good to me, and they were. You know, I have a great relationship with them, and they were like, "Yeah, if you want to take it somewhere else," and I was like, "Absolutely." Are you going to do? Uh, so you had a little deal with them, though. Yeah. Okay. I had a deal with them, and then now you know I'm. I'm going to go, I'm meeting with people, I think like two weeks to hopefully get it somewhere else. Can I go to the meetings with you? I would love to. That would be, uh, that's star power. Do you, uh. How would they not? That would be great if I just walked in. Yeah. Oh, oh, hi. This is, uh, Todd Berry always comes to my pitch meetings with me. I just sit there and like, I'm I'm on my phone. Or you should just, or you should just, uh, under, just, mm mm-hmm and mm mm-mm. With their notes, yeah. not mine. Just they make, they give you notes. You go, ooh. <laughs> oh. While you're looking down at your phone. <laughs> One of those uh, studio notes you've heard about. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a really helpful note you just gave him. Ooh. <laughs> I would love to have that. Or I could be like, you don't have to listen to that. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, to change that guy's name to Petey. Yeah, you leaning into me? Don't listen to I that. I won't one. ask you what the show is because I know you want to keep that under wraps. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a scripted type thing or? It's an it... animated. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I should do a voice on it. That would be fantastic. I mean, I loved your. Uh, you've done a bunch of great I animation have, work. I really, I have done a lot. Your Bob's Burgers uh, pop up was one of my favorite 
random. I like uh, that you called it a pop up. Well, you're like you popped in. It was like, like a little, little fucking, like a little handbag store in the East Village or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little kiosk. Little kiosk. Your kiosk appearance. Little mini donut place. <laughs> little mini donut pop up. Little tiny on little... Eldridge. <laughs> wow, this is so inside, but so yeah, funny. But if they decipher it, they'll enjoy it. Do you um? Do you think you'll move to L.A.? No. Really? I'll never move I, to L.A. See, I I I would have said the opposite. Really. Why would you say the opposite? I just feel like anyone who's like, once you're into like, I'm pitching stuff. No. You're on your way to LA. I think, I think uh, New York is the greatest city for comedy. It is. Why would I leave? I stay sharp because I do stand up in New York. It's really cocky that you think you're sharp. Well, okay. I'm <laughs> as paper. sharp as you could possibly be. Yes, as sharp as I could be. But become. still not at all sharp. I mean, you're samurai short sharp. <laughs> short. That's a very hard tongue twister. Samurai no, you are sword sharp. sharp. But it's um but I, I've been to LA and when I visited LA, it's always seemed like a very big struggle to get stage time. I know or even you even just I mean, you can get on once you're established there, but it's like, do you really want to drive twenty minutes between My God. sets and then park and then and and then I hope you're parked in a zone. I got so many parking tickets yeah. when I was out there yeah, just because no. it was like, oh, you don't have a badge to park here. It's like, I, I just want to run into the improv and do 15 minutes. The cop didn't. <laughs> they're usually really amenable when you use that excuse. Yeah. Oh, doing a set at the improv. Yeah. Well, they're like, oh, do you know any? Well, they're in LA. The other way. Knowing LA, they would probably be like, do you know anybody who can get me in there? Do you, uh, seriously, if you can get me. Here. If you get me the Booker's email address. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's also the thing I don't like about LA is I like riding the subway with a bunch of people. Where I'm like, oh, you guys have real jobs. Yeah. These are real people. LA, it's always like, what are you working on? Like our conversation that we just had on a podcast is a normal conversation in LA, which you and I, when we see each other at the cellar, you're not like, so what do you got going on? Oh, I don't even talk to you. No, not ever. And I mean, <laughs> I'll be hosting. And you won't even talk to me. I, I ice you on a handshake. <laughs> you can do the thing where you where you pull it out of the handshake and, and stroke the <laughs> side stroke, of your hair. Stroke my beautiful hair. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be in New York for a while. Yeah. I, I love living here and I like doing comedy here. But if you got a job there, I bet you'd move. I'd go do the job and then I'd come back. So what's, what's your... Your girlfriend's moving to LA. Yeah. What kind of job did she get? I mean... I, or just a general move to LA. It's she's doing a general move to LA to take a shot at it. But she knows... She's from here. She grew up here and she knows, you know, ine inevitably she wants to move back here, but she wants to give LA a shot. Yeah. And I get it. And she, I think she's very talented and I think she should do that. Do you um, do you get on stage right there? Yeah. People are, people are pretty good to me. Laugh. Uh, the improv's really good to me out there. And... Um, I like you know, that club. Yeah. And there's a lot of bar shows that I can do out there and... Um, UCB has been good to me. I like the bar shows because they don't pay you and you lose money. Yeah. Hey, you spent $30 to Yeah, go but on. then at the improv, they pay you eight twenty-five yeah, or you something. you get a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, taught, I'm not taught very level. I'm good. They have it in them to pay more than that sometimes. Yeah. You didn't hear that from me. But I just like New York. You know, you're going to get 25 to 30 on How a How did weekday. you break in New York? Like, what was your, like, turning point? I don't even know mine, but. I think, um, I think it was just gradual. I used to do check spots a lot. In fact, that's where I first met you. <laughs> At a check spot. I was doing a check spot on a stand-up New York show. I was passing show. out checks. No, you were uh, you were well, like that stand-up New York check spot is a. Oof. Yeah, that's how I came up too, because no one was doing it when I first moved here, and I just do I would do every check spot, and I would take ass whooping after ass whooping, and then just keep coming back. And don't then, get me started on the check spot. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, when you're headlining a club, it sucks because it's in the middle of your act where it should be building to the crescendo right it's also 
there are clubs where they don't have it. So which is amazing. So if there's one that doesn't have it, Stress Factory it. doesn't have it. I know. Um, who else doesn't have it? Ed Edmonton did. I don't know. There's like when it, when I go to a club that doesn't have a check spot, I'm like, oh, you guys get comedy, right? You're not gonna, you don't get the ticket to a movie, right at the beginning of the yeah, at the it. end of the second act, right? And they um they're just so worried about. Oh, there's going to be walkouts. Well, you know what? Don't bring garbage people in there. <laughs> don't fucking do an email blast to every piece of yeah. garbage. I bet you don't paper the room and to the trolls what? living under the bridge. If, you know, you have 3,000 people in there a week and two yeah. of them walk out, then, you know, it's like not having a store because someone might shoplift it. If that's do your exactly, best to avoid the yeah. shoplifting. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the most frustrating things, but I think in New York, a check spot can be good for a young comedian because you just learn how to read Perform a crowd. It. Yeah, and also, yeah, you learn that you can... Um, because it is good to know, like, oh, I can, I don't have to address every fucking thing that's going on in the room. Yeah, you learn I how to just plow look forward. At, look at a few people who are into me. Exactly. And play to them. And the others might come around. I think that was the most important thing I learned. And when I started getting really good at check spots, I started venturing out to other shows and realizing that it had made me incredibly tough. I, I should bring you on the road with me to do my check spot. <laughs> I would love it. Just a quick hey, check spot. you guys spot. Are getting your checks? I'm going to bring a buddy of mine. <laughs> He's going to do seven minutes. Pay those checks, and when you're done, I'll kind of get a feel that you're done, and I'll be back to bring it home. By the time he gets done, uh, you know, he'll probably be getting you going. And then uh, that was always the worst. I'd really start doing well, and then they would light me, and I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. Right, then the checks would end. Yeah, and then and then, but there was always, at Stand Up New York, it was always like, I would bomb in front of guys like Attell and Patrice. And I just, I would know that they were in the vicinity and I was just eating it. And it was always just like fucking shame bringing. I just feel like so ashamed when I get off stage. Like, I'm so sorry. I tried to do comedy. Yeah, but everyone, everyone understands it. Yeah, and they get it. So that was a turning point doing those check spots. Yeah, I think it made me. I think it made me a much better comedian, and I think um, it really made me appreciate real stage time. I think you should go back to doing check spots. <laughs> yeah. oh, you right. seem to love it so much. My God, no, I love. I love it now that it's in hindsight. You fucking love a good check spot. Yeah. Man, you love a check spot. Can't get enough. Do you have anything you want to plug before we bring this thing home here? Uh, I just use the term bring it home. I love it. You used hippy dippy, bring How it home. How long do you think a podcast should be? Like an hour? I think you're nailing it. Right, we're at 47. We had another little part that we're going to splice together, but no one has to know about that. Yeah, I think leave them wanting more. Yeah. Oh, then I'm going to, I'll cut this down. To... <laughs> you're going to edit it to 20 minutes? I'll cut it down to five minutes. <laughs> just a little uh, pop-up podcast? Yeah. Do you have anything? to? Dansoder.com. Dansoder.com. Uh, at Dansoder on Twitter. It's got all my, that's all the info. That's all That's all you need. He doesn't tweet a lot, but man, when he does, it's so informative. It's fucking packed with info. <laughs> thanks for being here, man. Dude, thanks for having me on the podcast. This was great. It was fun. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.